You're listening to... Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Sports Fellas Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, Andres, and it is February. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And today, along with my co-host, Eric, back in the day, you were tuned in for the Champions League and The Walking Dead, but now The Walking Dead is washed. With that being said, how are you, sir? You know, it hurts watching the Champions League when Chelsea aren't in it, and I'm going to be honest, it feels like it's going to be another five years till we're back in that thing. But there's some good matchups, and I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm excited most importantly to watch Bayern to see if Harry Kane can break the curse and see if Tuchel can bring home another one. Oof. Spitting bars right off the bat. I'm waiting for I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're here to talk about Christmas for every single person in the United States. The Super Bowl. It's finally here. Eric, we talk about it, right? The fall season is so beautiful, but the weeks just go by so fast, man. It's so weird. And then January is the slowest month, and then boom, the Super Bowl, and then football's over. I know, it feels like you'll look back and you'll be like, damn, we just did our fantasy football draft. It's already week nine, though. Like, it just, it, everything, especially the first half of the season, because the second half, especially if you're, like, in our positions where our teams were fighting for their division or playoffs, those weeks just drag drag on because you're stressed, overstressed, and not in a bad way. Like, you're excited, but you're stressed and everything matters so much more. The first half, though, blazes through and it sucks because like the first I five mean, weeks go by so fast it's like blank. every other sport mlb 162 nba 82 even like soccer premier league and stuff all those they got like 38, 38 roughly, yeah. give or take some like plus uh, international premier, break yeah, yeah yeah nfl though like 17 it just feels like it's so short comparatively and it it sucks whenever it just flies by especially that's why it's so much harder when your team loses because it just weighs on you like it hurts for a week a week (laughs) there's nothing you can do about it but ladies and gentlemen today we're here to talk about the super bowl the champions league and the nba all-stars so nevertheless let's get straight into it so eric you and i talked about this but i do have a question for you when you watch primetime games do you feel like the clock just goes by so much faster because like when i'm watching sunday night football or the playoffs like I was like, oh, the half just started, and then boom, an eight-minute drive, boom, three minutes left on the quarter, and you're just like, what the hell? So, can you agree with me, disagree? What do you think? Yeah, I'll say, like, especially for that uh, Chiefs-Ravens game, it felt like, so the first drive, I'm pretty sure how it went was Chiefs went down and scored, Ravens went down and scored, Chiefs went down and scored, and instantly you're like, holy shit, we're already, like, this far into the game, and it feels like it just started. It feels like there should be the whole game left and it's already this far but then it it's kind of also like the flow of the game like because then the rest of the game in that game there's only six total points scored so it definitely slowed down it was a lot more punch it out like try and drag it out type fight so it definitely depends on the flow but every time there's a primetime game i feel like it's always because it's the only game on at that time that you're hyped for it and then all of a sudden you blink and it's halfway over like a half halftime always comes so quick and those are also the games where I feel like halftime drags along because in certain games you watch and you're like, damn, it's already back in starting the second half. Those games, it's like you're just waiting, sick of commercials, sick of waiting through it, and it feels like it takes forever to get back. Dude, when we, when we played the Bills, the game was going by so fast. Like, we were up 10-0 or whatever it was, and then the, the Bills had that kick six return, and then the quarter was like, there was like two minutes left. 
I'm like, dude, they just got the ball. What do you mean it's there's two minutes left? It's so weird, man. I know I'm not going crazy. I promise you the primetime games are going by faster than the games on like CBS at like one o'clock. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. They definitely do. Same with the Cowboys game against the Dolphins on Christmas Eve. I was like, dude, why the hell is the quarter already over? And then we had the ball with like a minute left and then when we won that game. But I was like, what the hell, man? Like the clock just drains. And the fourth quarter goes by faster, man. I swear yeah, to you. It like, does. But I feel like the third quarter is definitely the slowest quarter. I and agree. Then, even the end of the third quarter starts to kind of speed up. And then it just flies through at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. So, so strange. But Eric, Chiefs, 49ers, the last time this was the Super Bowl. We had a global pandemic, but we also had a Shakira and JLo <laughs> halftime show. And it's such a different team compared to five years ago. I understand that windows in the NFL are short, but the te- both teams are so much different. We have Brendan Ayuk, who's obviously more mature than he was five years ago. Christian McCaffrey for the 49ers. Um, a lot of 49ers fans would agree that the, they are 100% better at the quarterback position. Their defense is better. Their offense is better. What? So, before you get to your prediction, Eric, how do you see this 49ers team coming into the Super Bowl? So, I do agree that they're better on all those fronts. But the one thing I'll say is I think offensively and defensively, they're not as well coached. I don't think they have, like, their defense, I feel like they underperform relative to the amount of talent they have. We could talk I, about it, right? They were up. They were down twenty-four to seven. We got to call a yeah. spade a spade. And for yeah, a, they came uh, out terrible. The people terrible. that like momentum, you guys won this round. Not gonna lie, dude. Bro, bro, you blinked and it was a, a tight game. It was it 20- literally it was twenty-four-seven and with like nine minutes at halftime. Was in this- nine minutes, it was tied or they were winning or something. Like it was, it didn't make sense. Like it, that was embarrassing by the Lions. Don't get me wrong, phenomenal season by the Lions. Best season what they've ever had i think maybe it's like 91 probably yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. um and they with dan campbell they got a bright future but you were that close and you fumbled it away like that's gotta hurt so bad bro like (laughs) bro you were up okay i know 24 to 7 is just a three possession game but like you said there the chances don't come by like this many times and they asked dan campbell in the post game what did you tell your team? And he was like, oh, we're not going to get here again. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it was like, okay, but anyways, so the Niners defense came out flat. Like, they were just dogging their run, their running defense. I'm glad I could see these turns out a little. I love them for football. <laughs> their running defense, they got, like, just shitted on, man. Yeah, it was it was a really bad showing. It, like, Jameer Gibbs, he had, he's had a phenomenal rookie season, but he... I thought they were going to come out and kind of stuff him, like, take it to him. He took it to them, and he just ran down their throats and crushed them. David Montgomery, like, they just, it, it didn't feel like a close game, and it felt like this is about to be another blowout, because this playoffs, don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed this playoffs so far, but it has had its fair share of blowouts that are kind of like, oh, the game's over by half It was half-time. supposed to be a fun playoff. And but... It felt like this was about to be a blowout, too, and then 49ers just proved that they're the better team which everyone i think already knew they just came out and proved it though and it was kind of like they never looked back once that second half started like right when it started you could tell they were up do you, i i feel like it took two minutes into that second half to see they were going to come back and win like they, you just knew they just had the the momentum man mm-hmm. like, dude but like bro but they bro but the funny thing about the game is you blinked and it was tied and the court and the third quarter was over yeah. like they had the 
they had the first touchdown then they had the pick then they went for a fourth down didn't get it and then that was and then brock purdy had that tip pass that should have been intercepted to Ayuk, and then that's all she wrote yeah it was it was a disaster for them again though you gotta give them credit i mean 49ers we even had isaac on before 49ers fan and he was talking about how like he would be very, very disappointed if they didn't win it all. So them making it here isn't a surprise. It's the fact that it was rough getting here for the 49ers. Like both games, both games were rough. I it was looking bad in that Packers game for a while, and then it was looking really bad in that Lions game for a half. Like they cannot afford to come out that bad against the Chiefs because we know Mahomes. And we know it also from the last time they met in the Super Bowl. He is never out of the game. He will make a comeback. And he will keep his team in it, even if they're down three scores and going into half. So if you go into half down two scores plus against Mahomes, you're not winning that probably. Like, he's just too good to do that. Not to mention, Brock Purdy, pretty inexperienced, going up against a great Chiefs defense. I just think if Chiefs come out and punch them and start and have all the momentum to start, I don't really see how 49ers can win that game. No no disrespect to Jared Goff, right? But obviously Patrick Mahomes is in his own entity and like his own universe, right? I don't think I don't think Jared Goff played bad, but like at the end he just had a lot of mental mistakes, you know, like a lot. Yeah. It it kind of showed like he's I don't want to say game manager because I don't think that's the right way to describe him. He is a good quarterback. Even the game managers are good quarterbacks, but it's like he, sh- he that game kind of just showed that there's very clear levels between it. And not only is there levels, there was multiple tiers between him and Jared Goff. Jared Goff, like Mahomes is tier one all by himself. Nobody's in tier one with Mahomes. He's like, you could argue maybe Josh Allen's the closest, Lamar, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Like it is Mahomes number one. And I don't think anyone could argue otherwise. Like, Otherwise, like, I don't, yeah. like, it, it doesn't, it's just, and, and I always say, if you, they don't have great weapons other than Kelsey, like, their receivers are very, eh, their running backs are very, eh, but if you have a great quarterback, Mahomes, and a great defense, which they have, you can beat anybody, and that's all you need, those two things. but it's, it's so crazy, man, like, like, Travis Kelsey, right, the last... <clears throat> Four or five games of the regular season, he was not good to his standards. Terrible. The playoffs started, and it was just like, okay, everyone has a 0-0 record. Let's do this. And he's been <laughs> going off. Because that's how the playoffs are, right? Like, nothing in the regular season matters to an extent, right? It's a good measuring stick. But to an extent, when the playoffs start, everyone's 0-0. Not to get corny. But, like, dude, Travis Kelsey against the Ravens to move on to the next game, he was ridiculous, dude. Well, Holmes looks for him every time. He did not drop a single pass. I think he went like eight targets, um, excuse me, 10 targets, eight receptions. But dude, when Mahomes needed to find him, he found him every single time. He yeah, held onto that yeah. ball. And you yeah. and you saw it, right? The last three weeks of the season, he was dropping a lot of passes left and right. Yeah, it was, it was a really bad look. And it kind of felt like, and that's why even more so knowing that Jason Kelsey was probably going to retire soon, which he, we know that he is now, or... It, it, I guess it hasn't been fully confirmed, but it's pretty... Because yeah, it, he, he wants to do it himself. Yeah. yeah. But um, a lot of Travis Kelsey rumors started coming up. Also because, I mean, now he's dating Taylor Swift and everything. And a lot of the rumors about like him retiring started popping up. And it felt like his head just wasn't in it. Well, that seems gone now because he's just been dominating since. And 
I'm excited to see because we all know I don't mind. I know a lot of people cry about it, but they're going to show they've, Taylor they've Swift. They've been crying a few times. way too much, dude. They're going to really... show Taylor Swift a few times, and I'm excited to see Jason Kelsey up there too, going crazy because seeing him at the game, I don't get that whole crying about Taylor Swift. This is a side topic, I know, but like it shows her for 30 seconds a game. Get over at yourself. most. Uh, at get, most. Get over yourself. It is not that big a deal. Also, I like Taylor Swift, so I don't get the hate. Like, what's all right, so s- side topic. I don't mind that she won album of the year last night, but dude, it was just like, come on, bro. Like, what's the point of other artists even releasing an album if they know Taylor Swift is releasing an album? And she's dropping another album in April on April 19th, and you know damn well she's gonna win album of the year next year, which is gonna be like five. Like, that's a that's a that's gonna get sidetracked, right? But like, there's no point in other music artists dropping if she's dropping. Yeah, I don't really. I haven't watched like the Grammys or anything in a I think SZA should have won album of the year, honestly. But yeah, she I mean, her album was fire. I I I haven't watched the Grammys in years just because every year I feel like it's kind of like. Bro, the Grammys last night were phenomenal. Until yeah, I did hear it was really good. Until Travis Scott performed. After that, was it bad? Yes. <laughs> Give um, it a look. Give it a look. But guys, we did have like not an interesting announcement, but we are gonna get to a movie kind of um podcast episode we'll let you guys know when that happens but eric and i have been talking in the last couple weeks so we are gonna make that happen for you guys hopefully no screaming happens but (laughs) it doesn't doesn't even have to be just movies we can talk about like everything or something because i mean you play video games a bit right yeah 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 i've been trying to get more into it lately i just i might get mortal Kombat. like yeah and then we can talk about like uh shows or yeah a- anything really like top five tv said, shows would be fire yeah that would be good yeah, yeah so it'll be fun to do an episode that's not just sports because we haven't really i mean me and you talk about that stuff a lot but we've never done an episode yeah, but we're, that that episode is for sure coming soon maybe we'll do it like once every five but we do want to have an, another guest for that but eric i i told you i had a a topic for you and it's not a curveball right we always talk about the chiefs offense patrick mahomes is probably top three better alive no disrespect to mr montana Mr. Peyton Manning, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, but Mahomes is probably already on route Mount Rushmore. We know how great the Chiefs offense is, but the curveball that I want to throw you at is the Chiefs defense, man. All season long, they have been disgusting. And in the playoffs, they allowed seven points to the Miami Dolphins, 24 points to the Buffalo Bills. I know that they missed the they missed the, they missed the field goal. And 10 points to the Baltimore Ravens. Who have the every, MVP. Every single time it felt like the Ravens were going to do something, the momentum was just like, nope, I'm sorry. And I know the... Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be brutally honest. I love Lamar Jackson. Obviously, people know how much I love Lamar Jackson. The game... The way the game played out, dude, it was so annoying because he's going to get the blame because he's the quarterback. But, like, so many things went wrong for the Ravens, dude, that they could have won the game because they literally shot themselves in the foot. Like, why are you taunting down by 10 in the fourth quarter please tell me and people were crying about oh it's the taylor swift super bowl no 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 no. you're not allowed to freaking do the dance dance like do a Fortnite dance in the dude in the fourth quarter down by 10. yeah and it's not taylor swift isn't the one who got your coach to call six run plays throughout the whole game to your running back like there's a lot of shit that went wrong that game and also i don't want to hear anyone say it was the refs that the nfl got the refs to help the chiefs win because there was a very blatant tripping play in the end zone that would have given the chiefs a, a safety but they didn't call it and the ravens got away with that so like there was multiple plays on both sides the refs weren't great that game but it wasn't favoring one side drastically over the other it was 
the Chiefs being a better team, being better up coach, here. Mahomes up here. being a better quarterback, having a better defense. It was just them being better. And at some point, you just got to accept that. Like, yeah. stop crying about it. I, I agree. The Ravens didn't, delu- didn't deserve to lose the game, but they didn't deserve to win either, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they did enough on defense to win the game. And they did enough on offense, but, like, they shot themselves in the foot. I'm sorry. And, you know, I have my opinions about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. A lot of trolling. A lot of trolling right now from you. We know that. But, like, (laughs) it's it's like, I'm sorry. Again, I agree. There was a lot of outside factors that weren't just Lamar Jackson's fault. But at some point, your MVP has to play like an MVP. And he was not. He Dude, it just one, felt like he wanted to throw the ball, man. He had one great playoff game in his career. One, and it was against the Houston Texans two weeks ago. Whatever it was, three weeks or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Against yeah. a team that they vastly outmatched at almost every position. Now, don't get me wrong. I still give him credit for that because he was absolutely incredible. But only one great playoff game in your career is not a good look for someone who's about to have two MVPs and that people are talking about being a Hall of Famer. That's a pretty bad look. I mean, we could talk about some other great quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. But Pey- Peyton Manning still won a Super Bowl earlier in his career. No, bro. Peyton Manning, well, Peyton Manning, he didn't have a playoff win in her first like five or six years. Drew Brees, same and, thing. But I think a lot of people, or at least me, I was young, but I still didn't give him all that credit until he finally started getting those points. And then he started having moments where he was playing up to Brady, playing incredible in the playoffs he's definitely one of those quarterbacks that's going to take more risk though he'll turn it over more but he's also going to make the wow plays lamar is that player where he's going to make a lot of uh turnovers but he's going to make a lot of wow plays whether it be with his feet or something he what he doesn't make those wow he didn't run at all i don't get it he ran all over the texans though it's easy to say that because we're fans and we can see that the you know the the aerial camera view where you could see like the quarterback has like yeah. a wide open to run and they don't do it like obviously it's, it's easy for us yeah but like maybe they don't see it but we're not gonna get sidetracked we're gonna get straight to the predictions eric um just for just because i said that the niners were gonna win at the beginning of the playoffs i do have the niners win this game and i don't want the chiefs to go back to back i don't have anything against the chiefs but like i feel like this has to be it for the niners man like they, they love and hate Kyle Shanahan so much. He's been through hell, dude. He's lost to the Rams. He's lost... <clears throat> excuse me. He lost to the Rams. He lost to the Eagles with Brock Purdy having one arm. He lost to the Chiefs. He lost to the, the Patriots. Like, I feel like the fifth time, man, I think it's time for Kyle Shanahan to finally get his championship. Man, if what he you... doesn't, a lot of Niners fans are going to be... Not Bro, they wanted him fired at halftime. Yeah, they're not the biggest fan of him. I'm not gonna they lie. Wanted him, they wanted him fired at halftime. Which, which is funny because if he gets fired, do you know how many teams are going to be calling his phone trying to Every get him to come to them? them? Every team, pretty much. I'm gonna um, go, you know what? I'm gonna be ballsy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a score prediction. I'm gonna go Niners thirty, Chiefs twenty four. Damn thirty! All right. I'm gonna go thirty twenty four. Um. So, I do have one more question after your prediction. No, go ahead. Say it real quick. If you're in the Super Bowl, are you starting with the ball or deferring? I'm always deferring. Always, always. deferring. Okay. I'm okay. always. Like, I, I think there's very rare situations where I would receive the ball. Okay. I know I do get the I get the idea of putting pressure on the defense. Putting to pressure. Start. Go down and score real quick. Let's punch him. But what if you get a three favorite, and out? My favorite <laughs> thing in football 
is, and it's hard to do, is when a team scores to end the first half and then gets the ball and scores to start the second half. That's a 14-point swing just like that. Like, that's great. Because you could be, it could be 21, you're beating me 21-7 with two minutes left in the first half. I go down and score to end the first half. I go down and score to start the second half. We're instantly tied and you didn't even touch the ball since. Like, it's just scenarios like that. And that's why Belichick, Belichick, I think, has done that more than any coach in history. Like, he was known for doing that. Um, so, I'm deferring, but I score prediction, that's tough. So, to start the playoffs, I had 49ers making the Super Bowl. I think I had them losing to the Ravens. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Then couple weeks ago i said chiefs were gonna beat the ravens so i flipped and i said chiefs were gonna go on to beat the 49ers okay i'm gonna flip again and i think 49ers are gonna win i've been flipping a lot but i think 49ers are gonna win this game i do think it's gonna be relatively low scoring for what low scoring is in today's nfl um well, we do remember Mahomes last year did not play like Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people lost money that night. A lot of people lost money that night, yeah. dude. I'm going to say... Damn, the score prediction. I'm going to say... 24 to 20. Damn, okay. 24-20. Okay. And it's going to come down to like Chiefs. Last drive, trying to score. They can't oh, a Brock Purdy legacy game. Oh shit! Okay. Brock Purdy scores to put them up. Chiefs are going down to score. They can't kick a field goal because they're down four, and they don't end up scoring. And four Niners win. And who? Ooh, let's do this last one. Super Bowl MVP. Go. I feel like there's one obvious answer. Redemption story for Christian McCaffrey. Nah, yeah, that's the office. It's an I'm, easy guess. It's an easy guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try. I'll, I'll pick a different one since I don't want us to pick the same on that, on winner and MVP. I'll go Nick Bosa. Ooh, okay. He's going to get, like, a, a strip sack, another sack. Like, I think he could run up the statue a little bit. All right, well, there you have it, folks. I'm glad. I, I had a lot of fun this NFL season, man, because I it was, like, the second NFL or third where, like, I knew a lot. You know what I mean? I still have a lot to learn, but, like, I've always known football. You know what I mean? Like, it's football. But, like, yeah, it's yeah. it goes beyond watching a Sunday game. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to the second topic of the night, Eric, the New York Knicks are back. But they <laughs> lost to the King on Saturday. Nah, I'm not here to troll. The The New York Knicks are back, dude. After the OG trade, there was a lot of talk about, oh, they're going to regret it. Oh, I'm not a Knicks fan anymore. Oh, RJ Barrett, the future. What happened to building through the draft? Yada, 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 yada. They get OG and Anobi, and <clears throat> they have been shutting offenses down. Down. Like... I, this is an NBA where every single team averages 100 points a game. They've held multiple opponents to under 100 a game. With that being said, Jalen Brunson has been fantastic. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't care because he's been averaging like 27 a game. Julius Randle has been great. OG has been great. Dante DiVincenzo had 37 two, like uh, four nights ago. They're just clicking. And um, I want to shout out Isaiah Hornstein, who has been a phenomenal center. For them. Rockets legend. I miss that guy. And another thing I, I did want to talk about was Tom Thibodeau. If the Knicks were the third seed on Sunday, I feel like he should have coached. Obviously, this scenario would have been Bickerstaff, 
I don't think Doc Rivers should have coached. By the way, that shit caught me off guard when he got fired because I thought one of my friends were trolling, but it was an actual tweet and it was crazy. With that being said, Eric, what are your opinion on the New York Knicks? Knicks, 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 Um, Yeah, Jalen Brunson. Who was it that said that thing about him? Like he can't be a 1A or whatever they said he's not like. Oh, be- Becky Hammond. He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which then- I don't even necessarily disagree with her, but he's been playing like it pretty much. Like he. It's hard to think of many points. I know a lot of times now in today's NBA, there's no guard, there's no position. Yeah, it's hard to say because everyone's a point guard. Pretty much, people say like people call LeBron a point guard now, like Luca a point guard. Like there's everyone's a point guard. Um, but he's been playing like one of the best point guards. I mean, they have two All Stars. They have multiple other good players, like even Hartenstein, a guy that Rockets guy. I think in the second round, Rockets kind of just were like, ah. Eh, we're good. Bro, they the took Clippers him. traded John Wall for John Wall. So they traded him for... Yeah. So dumb. Anyway, so like, sorry. It's just... He's been going crazy. Um, that whole team, they're a lot of fun to watch. I think they're fourth seed right now. They're about six games back of the one seed, which, I mean... But, I they're, think, but they're a game behind the two seed, so... Yeah. And that's... It feels like Celtics are pretty easily just going to secure that one seed just because they're insane this year. Oh, they're so good. But they're so good. That fight from, I think it's a two to five, maybe, is super close. I can pull it up real quick. Two to five. Two to. Yeah, yeah two to five. Because, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah six it's bu- it's Bucks. It's Bucks. Then Cavs are half a game back. Then Knicks. Then Knicks are half a game back of them. And then Sixers are a game back of them. But Sixers. With Embiid going down, they're probably gonna Drum. slip a little bit. So the Pacers, I mean, then the Heat, then the Magic, then the Heat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Knicks getting the second seed that would be crazy because then they would match up either with the Bucks or the Cavs probably in this first round or in the second round if they make it, which I would assume they would beat the Magic or whatever. And Knicks could beat them. Knicks, honestly. They could beat anyone. They could even beat the Celtics. I would. Pick I feel Celtics like this. Yeah, one. I feel like, dude. I just not to cut you off. They're I'm sorry, but no, you're good. The, dude, the Celtics are so good, man. Like, so good. you know, people know. People, like, listen. Like back in the day, I used to hate the Celtics, but like I don't hate them anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're phenomenal to watch. I know Twitter, bro. Have you noticed how much Twitter hates Jason Tatum? Like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> strange, bro. It's I don't genuinely. Get it. I genuinely don't get it, but I think. Let me throw you a curveball. If the Celtics don't make the finals, is it a failure? Yes or yes? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, okay. I I do get it. Like, if you lose to the Bucks, it's hard to say because like Giannis and Dame and Milton. And I think that team in itself is. I think the Bucks. See, it's hard to say. Do you think there can be a year where, like, let's say this year, do you think it, it it's possible for it to be a failure? For both of them to not make it, like if Celtics don't make its failure, if Bucks don't make its failure, or do you yeah, think I do agree because the Celtics ceiling, okay. the Celtics ceiling is a championship. The Bucks ceiling is a championship. championship. And the- you made a trade like going to get Drew Holiday. You made a trade going to get Damian Lillard. You made it to win that championship, and falling short of that is falling short of what you were supposed to do this year. Therefore, it's a failure. Yeah, the Bucks were the. You know what? Let's be an asshole real quick. The Bucks were the worst one seed last year, right? This year, they're the two seed. They are 33 and 17, and it just doesn't feel like they're 33 and 17 because nobody, nobody takes them serious. Also, I mean, it is probably because of the Celtics, because of how good they are, but they just don't feel like they're... Like, Damian Lillard... He's... 
He's been good by a normal NBA player standards, obviously. But by Damian Lillard standards, he's no, kind of man. fallen short of it. Yeah, and, like, I'm not trying to put the blame on anything, right? But, like, obviously he's going through it. But, like, I feel like a lot of people are disingenuine with him. That they're, like, the whole shut up and dribble thing or the whole you make $60 million a year, yada, yada, yada. But, like, I feel like mentally he's, like, going through it. Obviously, like, he has three kids. He He's dealing with a divorce. Yeah. He's in Milwaukee. No disrespect to Milwaukee, right? <laughs> but he wanted to be in Miami. But it's, like, like we said, right? They just don't feel serious. If the if the Bucks play the Knicks right now, it could very well go six or seven, and not the average four or five that we're accustomed to. Because yeah. like, like OG, bro, he's strong. Like I don't know if you've seen his post defending, but like he's not an easy person to get by. And obviously, like we don't hate Giannis, right? But we know that he has a friendly whistle. We know that, right? Sometimes he just yells, and then boom, he gets his calls. Like we know that. Mm-hmm. But he's but that's called being good at drawing fouls. But like I said, the Knicks are rolling right now. Jalen Brunson, he's been phenomenal. I, I'm a little upset Julius Randle got hurt. Thank God nothing bad happened. It's just going to be like a three to four week stretch. But the Knicks have been phenomenal, man. What's that What's that song? Go New York, go New York, go. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and yeah. it's crazy because like people complain about celebrities going to the, the Garden. And I know the Garden is the Garden, but like it's just, it's fire watching a primetime game and seeing those celebrities there. Like, yeah. even at Staples Center, oh, I still call it Staples Center, like Staples Center, TD Garden, MSG, even even um, in Miami, right? Well, it's called the Kaseya now. Like, it's so fire seeing these celebrities attend these games, you know? Like, Antoine Griezmann was at a Heat game years back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what crazy. the hell, bro? Like, yeah. It's just, it, or Mbappe was at a Nets game last year after the World Cup when he went on um, on vacation. It's so it's so fire, man. But not to get sidetracked with that stuff. In the Western Conference, it's looking like a war. And I feel like the Western Conference, it's easy to tell who are the contenders and pretenders. We're not here to talk about contenders and pretenders. We're here to talk about the NBA All-Star Game in Indianapolis. And Eric, I don't know if you want to start or I want to start, but I want to start with something. Let me just say this real quick, right? Let me be as blunt as possible. Stephen Curry is top seven best players of all time. If we are rewarding winning, Steph Curry should have not been an All-Star. Let me just say that one more time. If we are rewarding winning in this league, Steph Curry should have not been an all-star. People are going to say, well, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are all-stars and they're the ninth seed. I get that. But LeBron James and Anthony Davis, there's no point in crying over them because we knew that they were going to be all-stars. They played enough games. They have the stats and they play for the fucking Lakers. Like, enough. I guess. What do you think about that? Who would you take off if you're taking off Curry? Or who would you put in for Curry's spot? If we're rewarding winning, it should have been De'Aaron Fox or Rudy Gobert or Sabonis. Uh, I could see that. I mean, I do think Steph has been pretty great this year. He's been lesser than what we normally expect from him. And maybe it is him falling off. Maybe it's him just not having the team around him like he's used to because... Ooh. I mean, no, we're, we're kidding. We're totally. We, we know Steph's always had great teams around him, but Steph in itself, I mean, we both think he's a top 10 player of all time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I think also when it does come back to the Anthony Davis thing, I mean, I get you can say, oh, well, he plays for the Lakers, but that really only applies for the starters. Like, that's the ones you get voted in, kind of, and stuff. But like, when it comes to Anthony Davis, wasn't a starter. So that means like the media and the players and the coaches all voted him in. And, right. I mean, Anthony Davis has been balling, but do Lakers really deserve two All-Stars 
Would no. They, like, it's hard to say. Would Does James Harden deserve it more than Anthony Davis? I would say, all bias aside, I would say yes. So then you could say say Harden replaces Curry guard for guard. Let me me just say something because people are like, people are going to think I'm a hater, right? All bias aside, because people know how much I I like um, Kawhi, PG, um, and Harden and the Clippers, right? And Ty Lue. Kawhi should have started over LeBron James. Was that going to happen? Absolutely not. We know that. So if I'm the NBA, I would have replaced Anthony Davis with like Rudy Gobert, for example, right? And then replace, dude, I can't say Devin Booker because people think I'm gonna I'm gonna hate on Devin Booker. But why do I the, mean, but why do the Suns have two All Stars though? Why are the Sacramento Kings, who are the five seed, have zero? De'Aaron Fox is averaging thirty a game or twenty eight, and I get it, twenty eight in today's NBA is nothing. But the Kings should have gotten one All Star, man. You're telling me the ninth seed, the ninth seed Lakers, and the sixth seed Suns, and they got two All Stars, really, really, bro? Like two of them? It is kind of annoying because, like, De'Aaron Fox playing for Sacramento, you're gonna get less coverage maybe than like Anthony Davis in LA. But if we're talking about who's been better and who's been helping their team win more, it is De'Aaron Fox. And who's the number one option on their team? Because yeah. LeBron is 40, and he's still the number one option. Anthony Davis just... I'm not going to get too into that. Me and you both have opinions on him, but we don't need to get too far into that. But I would take... I I don't know about Harden versus Curry. That's a close one to me. Because Curry has been better, but Harden has been turning up lately. And he's also... Amounting to more winning. And people are going to say Rudy Gobert is boring. And listen, if the Elsa game was about not being boring... Why is Victor Wembanyama not an all-star? <laughs> Why is Shangun not an all-star? Yeah, I... I Why is Zion just, Williamson not an all-star? It's not about being, like, a fun it's game. About, it should be the best players, and De'Aaron Fox has been one of the 12 best players in the Western Conference, and it feels insane to say he's not, honestly. Like, it's just outrageous to say he's not, Then. Yeah, but enough talking about the, the Big Bad West. Is there anything else you disagree on with the list? Because I think I thought the list was phenomenal. Um, but like, I will say you're going to get annoyed. Paul George has felt kind of underwhelming to me at points this year. To where I'm not going to say he's not an all-star because I think he's been good. But I feel like there's just a lot of times where I'll turn on a Clippers game because I'm a big Kawhi guy. Uh, I do like Paul George, and I hate to say it, but I do still like Harden and I want to see him do good. <laughs> he said hate to say it. <laughs> but I do still like Harden, um, but I just feel like a lot of times when I turn it on, it feels like Paul George is kind of just there. Like, he has a lot of games where he pops off, but it feels like there's a lot of games where he's kind of just trailing behind I, the I one going There's always one going off, and it feels like it's rarely him. I disagree because he had a 15-game stretch where 14 straight games, he had 20 or more, and the only game that he didn't have 20 was a game that he got subbed out at halftime because he got a little injury. But, He's like, been- to that point, though, in today's NBA, is 20 really that high of a mark to be hitting? Like, He's that's been- a... No, but he's been... He's been, he's been consistent, consistent, yeah. but he's not ever... He, like, he had, like Kawhi and Harden more often feel like the ones that are taking over the game, winning it for them. PG had 37 against OKC. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. He, and that's why I said, 
I don't want to say he has, I don't want to say he's been he bad. Good and then, I think he's been um, good. I think he's been great. And I think he's huge for that team. But I and I'm not even saying he's not an all star. I'm just nah, saying you're like, alluding to it. You're, no, because no, I don't. I wouldn't if I was replacing anyone to be Curry and AD. But it just feels like there's a lot of times where Paul George. I'm kind of watching and I'm like, nah, he man, just he's... feels like a distant third at times. And I don't think he is the distant third. But a lot of times it feels like he takes the back seat on that team. You could say, but you could say he's the second option, but you can also say he's a third best player. I think that's fair to say. Like, it's that's James fair. Harden. I mean, like, I do, uh, don't get me wrong. I do like Paul George. And I think any success this team has, he has to be a key part in it. Because if mm-hmm. he is bad in the playoffs, if any of them three are bad in the playoffs, they're not winning at all. I mean, so I mean, Kawhi's not going to be bad. We know Kawhi, that. So. We, me and you, we know that. ride this Kawhi agenda till we're dead. <laughs> But that Bro. man in the playoffs is Bro. <laughs> when when April starts, pack it up. And pack it up, dog. Dude, but bro, like if the Clippers do win it all, it's gonna be the most the biggest underdog story ever told. Like bigger than Leicester winning the league. Because like like dude, like people think I'm crazy when I'm saying this, bro. Like people thought that James fucking Harden was gonna be bad for the Clippers, dude. James Harden, the guy that led the league in assists last year, playing with Embiid and 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 Maxi and and Tobias Harris, like James Harden, one of the greatest offensive players of all time, next to Kawhi Leonard, one of the best playoff performers of our generation, together was not gonna mesh. Yeah, like, and that's even the thing about him is this was perfect for Harden because he could go to LA and have games where he scores ten. nine nine points, ten points but puts up 11, 12 assists, and that's what they want from him. Like, they don't need him to go out and score 40. They need him to take that facilitator role and feed PG, feed Kawhi. And even Russ and Harden, when Russ has been on the floor with Harden lately, they figured it out because at first it was ugly with them both back out there. Now when they're on the court together, they've been cooking. And I feel like just a, a year where on the Clippers, who can never get it done, Paul George... Russell Westbrook and Harden all win a ring. I feel like that would just blow Twitter up, and it would be—I would love it. And another Kawhi ring, I'll always be happy for that. So James Harden had six points against the Celtics. They were up by forty, and he was a plus thirty-six. At one. Yeah, like, like he it, doesn't need to score the basket. That's what he needs to do for that team. And yeah. if he's playing good defense and facilitating then that's all you need from him and you'll be able to win eastern conference i have no complaints because all the all the reserves i nailed all seven of them it was very easy not gonna lie now it comes when it comes to substitutions right it's gonna be tricky it's gonna be very tricky because i think the Cavs should be rewarded with jared allen right but i also do think that jimmy butler low-key could be an all-star and I know people are going to talk about Porzingis and to reward winning and that I'm a hypocrite. And I get that. But Porzingis has played 35 games and Jimmy has played 34 games. So if you're giving it to Porzingis because of the one seed, fine. But not because not because the game's played. And ever since Derek White, they told him he was going to be an all-star, he's fell off. Like, drastically. Dude. Obviously. Also, I'm sorry. The Derek White all-star push. I never bought into that. That was just like yeah. the fact that like I don't get me wrong. You need a Derek White if you want to win a championship. But the fact that whenever they would put up like potential All Stars, it would be this player thirty points per game. This player, this many stats. This player, this stats. Derek White first seed. Like the fact that his did you see that graphic? Was, that graphic was yeah. So like funny, fuck bro. off, man. I'm sorry, but if you're doing that, 
you know deep down he is not an all-star. Yeah, yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, that has been our takes. Um, obviously, we're trying we're trying to be as unbiased as possible because people do know I don't like Anthony Davis. But like I said, if we're rewarding winning, Rudy Gobert should have been an all-star. Fox maybe over Booker. Like I'm not saying Booker shouldn't have been an all-star. I'm just saying that, dude, we gotta reward winning. And Sabonis so or Fox should have been an all-star. And Trey Young should he have been an all-star? I think he. Uh, He's got a good argument. He, I mean, bro, his numbers are just so good, man. So he puts up video game numbers. His defense is dog shit, but, but he's been better on that end this he's year. He's been better. He's definitely been better. I thought he improved yeah. a lot, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think at some point they're gonna improve it to 15 All Stars per conference. Do you think that should be happening though? I don't 15? know if it should, but I think it will. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been everything for the NBA All-Star coverage. If you agree or disagree, that's up to you. But we are now going to talk about the champion. The champion. <laughs> finally, finally back. The period between match day six and the round of 16 is the longest period of time. I know December goes by fast, but January, slowest month ever. And we are we're going to talk about every game, but this is going to be a uh, quick round because obviously the, the teams that we know are going to win are going to win. So Bayern is always going to win against Lazio. Man City is going to win against Copenhagen. And no disrespect to Leipzig, they just haven't been on their A-game this season. Real Madrid is going to win. Now, we are here to talk about the other five matchups. Porto-Arsenal, Napoli-Barcelona, Battle of the Mid, PSG-Real Sociedad, Inter-Atletico, and PSV-Dortmund. So, Eric, I want to talk to you first. Let's talk about the best game of the round of 16. For me, it's going to be Inter-Atletico. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I can see that because... I mean, I do think Napoli-Barcelona is going to be good. I'm going to be honest. PSG and Real Sociedad, whoever wins that is going to lose badly in the next round, I think. I don't think either of them are that good. Sociedad had a great group stage, and I hope they beat PSG. It would be so fire. Yeah. But... I don't know if they will. It would be fun. Um, yeah, Inter-Atletico, that out of the five remaining, because the other ones, like we said, are pretty... I do think you're going to disagree, and I, don't get me wrong, I think y'all are going to win, but I think Leipzig could give y'all a decent run. I think yeah. they're solid. We'll see. Like they're not, But they're not as solid as last year. Last no, year they I were agree. very good, yeah. but this year they've been like um, mid- mediocre. But... but Yeah, between Inter and Atletico, that one should be I... interesting because both are having... Like, both are having good seasons. I mean, Atletico, are they out of the top four now, or are they still? No, they are uh, fourth. The four? They're fourth, fourth. actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Inter, I mean. They're, they, just beat, they just beat Juventus, and they're first yeah. in the league, so. I think Inter are going to take this, but Spain shows up in the Champions League, man. They Dude, all I, I really don't like either team. But I can't root for Inter Milan. I'm sorry. I'm going with Atletico. Is that going to be a biased pick? Yes. Don't care. So you have I'm Inter. Gonna go, I have I'm going to go Inter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You have Inter. I have Atletico. PSV Dortmund. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that love soccer like we do, PSV has played 18 league games this season. <coughs> Excuse me. They have won 16 of them. And they drew the other two. They are a wagon. Now, obviously, Dortmund is Dortmund, but as much as I like Dortmund, Eric, 
I would not be surprised if PSV wins this draw. They've been disgusting in the league. Like, disgusting. Yeah, they're, what, 15 points back of first? Something like that? Dortmund? They're... Dortmund is... Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, they've... Um, I gotta say, it sucks because last year, after they narrowly lost the league, I feel like I had this feeling that coming into this year, they were just going to kind of flop the league and not even be close, and that's been what's happening so far. Yeah. <clears throat> now, don't get me wrong. Leverkusen and uh, Bayern Munich, they've both just been very Bro, good. Very bored. Very yeah. bored. But, I don't know. It's hard to say because you always look at leagues like the Netherlands League, and yes, PSV have been absolutely dominating it, but is that just because of the competition in that league, or is it because they're that good? And that's why Champions that's League is fair. great, because you get to see that. That's fair. I'm going to go... I'm going to go PSV. I okay. I think they got it. Bro, they're, they've been really good. Yeah. yeah, they've been dominant. I'm excited because I'm going to be able to watch every game, because, like I said, I work overnights, so I'll, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be tuned in to all of these games. Yeah. Um, PSG, Real Sociedad, we just talked about it, right? But PSG, in their league, we know what it is. In the yeah, Champions right. League, we know what it is. There's literally a 30-minute compilation video of their of their Champions League failures from 2012 to now, like a 12-year span, because they've literally failed every single year except for 2020 in the bubble when they made the final, and 2021 when they made the semifinals, but they lost to Man City. Very good. <laughs> I think this is going to be a biased pick. I'm going to go right, right off that just because I love Spanish football. Eric knows this, whatever. I'm going to go right off that. I don't know if they will do it, but they had an amazing Champions League group stage. They yeah. beat Inter um, at home. And then the second game, they drew with Inter because Inter played all their subs. But they did have a very convincing group stage. Eric, thoughts? I'm going to go PSG, but like I even said earlier, I think PSG are a bit under... I know they're dominating League, league 1. I don't care about that. I'm sorry. I just don't. Like, oh, that. Yeah. that's boring to me. Like... Yeah. It's, it's hard to get excited about seeing, like, Bayern and PSG dominating their league because we know that's going to happen. Like, you just know. Um, but I'm going to go PSG. But I think if they match up with Bayern or Real Madrid or even Inter. Even or, Atletico, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to get crushed next round. I just don't think PSG are that good right now. And, and Mbappe already has one foot out the door, so... <laughs> Like, God, God, God willing, right? <laughs> yeah, like I just I, I I think PSG take this, but I think whoever wins this, whether it be Sociedad or PSG, they're gonna lose the next round. Before we talk about Arsenal Porto, we do want to tell you guys that next week we're gonna talk about we're gonna be talking about Jurgen Klopp and we're gonna talk about Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City battling the league. So this episode we're gonna keep it strictly Champions League, but don't worry, next episode we're gonna talk about Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man City battling the league has been crazy. But that being said, Eric, Arsenal or Porto? Now, I did tweet out in September, if Arsenal don't make the quarterfinals, looking at the group stage, if they don't make the quarterfinals, it's a failure. Like, that should be their floor, their ceiling, floor, ceiling? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say ceiling, because they haven't been there in seven years. But I do think Arsenal, if they don't beat Porto, it's a failure. That's not me saying that they're gonna beat Porto. I'm just saying that if they don't beat them, it's a failure. I, I agree, and I do think they're going to crush Porto, honestly. I don't think it's going to be really close. I think Arsenal are pretty 
looking phenomenal. Like, just from them just beating Liverpool. Like, I think Arsenal have... I think once you remove the Cities, the Real Madrid's, and the Bayerns, who you would agree are the easy top three, like, choices to win it yeah, all. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I yeah. think you could argue that of the all their main teams, Arsenal is fourth. I, I would say good. Arsenal, or I would say Atletico. <clears throat> Excuse me. Atletico? See, I'm not even sure Atletico win this round, so... Bro, like like I said... Inter is good, man. No, they are very good, yeah. we I can agree on both fronts. Um, Porto, in their league, they are 14 wins, um, three draws, three losses. They've only allowed 13 goals in the league this season, so That's it's going to be interesting to see. But I'm picking Arsenal. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm excited I'm for this so, game. I'm very excited for this yeah, game. Yeah. I'm more so excited to see what the next draws are. Like, because don't get me wrong, I'm never going to like look past Champions League rounds because you don't want to take advantage of the games being played in front of you. They're always going to be good no matter what. So I'm excited for them. But like, I feel like the next round is where we're going to really start to see like the best, the top teams falling and losing and getting Bro, I mean, like the quarterfinals is just a different kind of gravy it's man. different man yeah i'm, I'm excited but you, I, you could have arsenal barca um psg atletico dortmund bayern city and real madrid like that's wow. crazy I, I do think between inter and atletico and then arsenal and porto i think those are the two best matchups of this round and then Napoli and Barcelona easily. would be and Napoli no, but, Barcelona would be third. But that that'll lead us to talk about Napoli Barcelona. I think it's a battle of mid because Napoli hasn't been good this year. They are ninth oh, in their league after winning, and it seemed like Victor Oshiman and um, Cavaradona was literally headlining every single week last year. Now this year they just haven't been playing up to standards. And then Barca, obviously, for those of you that live under a rock, Xavi is leaving at the end of the season. And they really haven't been playing convincing football. They conceded five to VRL. They conceded um, four to us. So, like, I don't know, man. Can Barca make the quarterfinals for the first time in three three years? Wait. Yeah, wait, no. Wait, four years, excuse me. Because in 2021, they lost to PSG in the round of 16. 2022, 2023, they got group stage. And then 2020, they lost to Bayern in the quarterfinal. Yeah, 2020, 2020. 2020, excuse me. Can they do it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to pick Barcelona based on my gut and based on experience, but I wouldn't be surprised. If Napoli is going to beat a Barca team, it has to be this Barca team. Yeah, and you were talking about how like they just gave up five goals. Like, If you look at the top nine in La Liga, they've given up more goals than anyone in the top nine right now, in the top half, basically. They've given up 30 goals. Real Madrid, for example, have given up 15, half as many. I so think, I think you're right. I think it was 14 or 15. Yeah, so their defense just, I don't know. I, I'm still going to pick them to win this, but I feel like this is almost another one of whoever wins this. I just don't know if I see them winning past this round. Now, don't get me wrong. There could all they, be upsets of like, they, they could get matched up with like, so it could happen where obviously one of them would then have to move on but like if it plays out where they get a city or they get a Bayern or they get a real madrid or they even get an inter i don't think barcelona would beat them dude hey, hey, i want i want to play them so bad just because i want revenge for 2011 but like i don't know man I'm excited. Like, the quarterfinals are going to be exciting. I'm excited for the round of 16, like you said. But the quarterfinals, dude, that's where the fun begins. Because, like, you need to make the semifinals if you're Bayern City and Real Madrid. And if they get messed up with each other, that's it. 
Because if you remember last year, it was Man City Bayern in the quarterfinals. I don't know if you well, obviously you remember that, yeah. So yeah. Kind of, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. But Eric, there is so much football coming up. There's the Super Bowl coming up. We are less than six months until the Olympic Games. We are less than five months until the Copa America, until the Euros. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun few weeks coming up, at least. Oh, and there's only 32 games in the regular season left. So that way the NBA is finally... You know what? I'm a... Let's give Adam Silver a grade. I'm going to give him a B-. minus. I'll give him just a flat B. Like okay. I, I think this has been one of the best seasons in a few years i'd say and season tournament was a hit hit east versus west back was a hit thank, thank god playing tournament i know it didn't happen this year but it was a hit yeah the whole situation with josh giddy cannot go under the radar i'm sorry <laughs> there is no reason why he should be playing basketball right now but yeah but other than that adam silver you know we critiqued you last year because last year your script was awful with that awful ending but oh, this awful. year You've been cooking. We, we give you credit, Mr. Adam Silver. I'm going to get beat, 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 flat out beat. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Now, one thing before we, one more thing before we go. When it comes to the 65 game barometer, all NBA, not cool. MVP, cool. Yeah, I agree. I don't think all NBA, all NBA should maybe be like 55, 55, 60. Okay. But 65 for all NBA does seem a bit much because like, I agree. At that point, you're arguing like, not just the MVP, which is the number one top. You're arguing like five, 18. ten. Yeah, and that's. I feel like that's a bit much. Like I agree. I think you should lower that compared comparatively to the MVP award. The only player to to play less games and win the MVP in a non 82 game season was Bill Walton, who played 48 games out of 72. When Bill Russell won it, he played 68 out of 72. And then modern times, Joel Embiid played 66 still last year. Yeah. So for I mean, MVP, obviously not counting lockout season. Right, right. No, no, no. Not, excuse yeah. me. Sorry. Let me, let me, yeah. 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 Thank, thank you for the alley oop. That's not counting lockout seasons. But all NBA, not cool. MVP, fine. Yeah, I agree. Okay. If they make that change, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Like, but like you, I don't want situations where you see like Tyrese Halliburton trying to play 20 minutes a game just to get those games in. So that he's eligible for a higher contract. Like, I feel like that's... You know, that's what I was going to say next. They're playing with their money. That's yeah. so bad, bro. He's missing out on, like, $40 million because he didn't play 65 with the yeah, legit. I, I, think, I think that's whack. You got to fix that after this season. Which, yeah. I, I'm not mad at them, like, testing the waters on it. But just make a little edit to it and then run it out again. Yeah, that's a perfect way to end this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been everything for episode 59. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. We are on TikTok now, by the way, if you guys want to see us on TikTok. And we are on every platform. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.